Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Steve, for that word. Sure, that was powerful. Um, a, a few weeks ago, I had a dream, and I dreamt of this time, but I dreamt that it was terrible. Really, that it was dry, that there was no life. And I woke up, I was so glad when I woke up and I found out I was asleep. But I woke up, I was terrified. And I said to Vanessa, I'm going to go for a walk now because, and I, I went for a walk and I said, God, I'm so scared it's going to be terrible. And right at that moment, I just felt the love of Jesus when I was walking and I felt these four things. I felt Jesus wants to meet with us, that we would experience his love, that we would hear his voice, and that we would experience his power. And I was so comforted that actually it would be great. I was still terrified. Right until the first note was played, then I felt a little better, then I, I felt the life. But, but friends, I'm so grateful to Jesus for what he's done. I'm so grateful to this team for coming full of faith, prayed up, and I'm so grateful it didn't go as I dreamt. Um, but I have really loved this time. I felt personally challenged. I feel like God has given me some things to work on. I feel like there's been a laying down of some things that was necessary from me. I feel like he's given me courage. Thank you, Brad, for that word. He's given me courage. I've been encouraged. Um, I feel like there's a, a direction that is set out for us. I feel like I've heard his voice. I've felt his love. I've been brought to tears several times. Uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful. And it's amazing how the Lord provides because at home, we had run out of pegs. <laughs> and the Lord has provided, I'm going back home with at least 10 pegs. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for you. So thank you, Jonas, for the pegs. But this is what it looks like. Can we have a picture with the pegs? Jonas, this is your contribution to the equip. <laughs> but I also pray that we would leave here ready to soar for Jesus like this. We've had fun, eh? We've had fun. How do we go from here? I want to talk very briefly. We're going to finish by 12 o'clock. I want to talk very briefly about the way forward. How do we go from here? 
And uh, somebody said, an equip is not what happens at the equip, it's what happens from the equip. God unites us to equip us, to envision us, to speak to us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, but it's what happens from here that's important. So I want to just, it's very basic, but I just want to talk about how do we go from here? How do we come down the mountain and go and influence our valleys and our cities? So the first thing I want to say is we must meet with Jesus continually. We have met with Jesus this week. We have spent time with him. It's been glorious. I have loved it, really. But friends, it cannot stop here. When Paul met with Jesus, it changed his life completely. He, he went to persecute the church, and he met with Jesus, and his life took a different direction. He asked two questions. Who are you, Lord, and what should I do? You know what happened? He saw something of the glory of God. He saw something of the majesty of our King. And I pray for that, not just this week, but ongoingly, daily, weekly, regularly, that we would continually to see the greatness of our God. And He would direct our ways. He would direct our steps. And uh, this passage is from Acts 22. I, I won't read it for the sake of time, but it's when Paul met, met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and he asked these two questions. Who are you? What should I do? He saw the glory of Jesus. He saw the magnificence. He's, and he said, man, I, I am nothing. He didn't say that. I'm just interpreting. But like Isaiah, he said, woe is me. I am nothing. But God, I, I submit my life to you. What, uh, what should I do? Yeah. And friends, we've got to do that continually. And uh, meeting Jesus changes everything for us. It really does. But it's not an occasion. It must become a lifestyle. Otherwise, we lose our ways. We start to lean on our own understanding. We start to walk by our own wisdom, but we're not called to do that. Last time I checked, Jesus is still the head of a church. And he still is today. So friends, I, I want to encourage us. Very basic, but I want to encourage us to take time and meet with Jesus regularly. You know, Jesus needed that. He often went aside to desolate places to meet with the Father. And friends, we need the same. And uh, meeting with Jesus made a difference to Isaiah. He received the commission and he responded. He made a, it made a difference to Paul. He had a massive change of direction. It made a difference to Elijah. Elijah was tired and depressed. And the angel of the Lord came to meet with him and restored him. It made a difference to Peter and John. Peter and John were ordinary, unschooled men. But they, the difference that... Uh, the, 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 what changed them was that they had spent time with Jesus. That's why no one is excluded. Absolutely no one. You can be ordinary. In fact, we are all ordinary. If you think you're extraordinary, you're not ready yet. <laughs> I love Debbie's laugh. <laughs> ordinary unschooled. If you think I'm not qualified enough, 
I'm not educated enough, that means you're a perfect candidate for what God wants to do. It made a difference to a guy in the Bible that I love. His name is, uh, yeah, Juan Simus. Or the English call it Onesimus, but they're wrong. It's Juan Simus. And we read that. I, I don't remember which book. Titus? No. Philemon. Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. But Juan Simus, Paul writes, he was... No, it really is one, Simus. <laughs> We've got to come back to the truth. Truth matters. My truth matters. No, I'm kidding. Truth matters, sorry. I've just undone Eddie's sermon. <laughs> but one, Simus, Paul says, formerly he was useless. And we can say that. I can say that to myself. Formerly, I was useless. Met with Jesus, and he became useful. And it's the same for you and I, friends. Jesus makes all the difference. We cannot go away from Jesus. We can never graduate from Jesus. We can never move on to better things. There is no better things than Jesus, really. So, um, and I want to say to the young people, do not let anyone despise your youth, but be an example. I want to challenge you, anyone who's younger than me, that's like most of you, <laughs> except for Rob, because Ray is left. <laughs> You're the next guy. But... If you're younger than me, I want to challenge you, do not let anyone despise your youth, but be an example. I want to challenge you to outshine me in character, outshine me in speech, outshine me in love, in service. Come on, I, I dare you. No, I'm joking. I love serving. Outside me in conduct, outside me in faith, outside me, uh, sorry, I'm getting confused. But friends, be an example. Do not let anyone despise your youth. Can I just suggest that we have to make way for, for the young people to come through, and we have to encourage them. It doesn't mean we lower the bar, but it means, friends, they, they are, God is wanting to do something through our young people, and we have to step aside sometimes and say, come on, come through. Really, Ray and Moira were telling me, that they, they ordain an elder called Steve Wimble, which some of you, most of you will know, at the age of 19 years old. And people say, yeah, don't put that pressure on the youth. But if God has called them, why not? And today, Steve is leading, leading a massive church, having an impact internationally. Why? Because somebody made way for him from an early age. And I think we have to do that. Are you okay if a young teenager or 20-something stands up and delivers the Word of God, and you're an experienced campaigner, can you learn from them? Did, did we learn from Claire? Wasn't that awesome? Friends, God wants to speak to us, and God wants to speak to the world through our young people. I want to say a few younger than me today. 
there's a place for you. If you're younger than 20 years old today, there is a place for you. There's a contribution that God has for you from the very early age. But be an example in conduct, in life, in speech, in faith, in purity. So, the, the, yeah, Jesus makes all the difference. And I felt for you this morning during worship, Renee and Kimberly, I don't know if you're here. Where are you? Hello, Kimmy. And I just feel like there's a, there's a the call of God upon your life. And that is very, very significant. And I've just seen, as your mom was leading, and you were looking at her, and you were following, and Renee was on the drums and looking, I feel like, God, you, you have followed but I feel like one day you're going to be up front. And I feel like there's a call of God upon your life. So I don't know what that means. I don't know how it will be outworked. But I feel, I feel like there's a significant call of God upon your life. Anyway, I hope that's okay. But you know what's strange with Paul is that when he met with Jesus on the road to Damascus, he said, who are you, Lord? What am I to do? And, and God said, or Jesus said to him, go to Damascus, and there you will be told what to do. So maybe, we, we, you know, the, the, the Bible says the word is a light to our path. God sometimes shows us a vision. He says, I want you to serve me. I want you to plant a church. I want you to go to this city. But he does not give us the detailed plan. All he told Paul was the next step. And, but the word of God is a light to our path. He shows us this is what I've called you to, but it's also a lamp to our feet. Which is why, friends, we need to go to Jesus regularly. We need to go to his word. We need to be in prayer. We need to be in worship. God, I want to spend time with you. Because he's a lamp to our feet, and he just gives us the next steps. And maybe all God will give you for now are the next steps. We don't need to know the detail, friends, because he's trustworthy. Is that okay? So God wants to meet with us. And... Uh, That includes feeling his love. I think his love changes everything. The, the love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ motivates us. It controls us. It includes hearing his voice. God still wants to speak regularly. Tomorrow, God wants to speak to you. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Even if all you hear is, my, my boy, my girl, I love you so much. That is enough. The voice of the Lord thunders. The voice of the Lord is quiet and an inner voice. It includes experiencing His power. God wants us to experience His power on a regular basis. We have to learn to submit to the workings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I have loved, and it touches me when I see church leaders come up 
like we saw last night, and say, pray for me. We need to learn to submit to the leading of God. Sometimes God grabs our hearts, and we've got to come forward and say, yes, Jesus, I submit to your working in our lives. And when we do that, we experience His power. But we will never experience His power if we stay in the boat when He calls us to walk on water. When he calls us to walk on water, let's obey and we experience God's power. Okay, so that's the first thing of 15 things of the way forward. I thought I would finish by 12, but we said 1 o'clock, right? Ah, Sorry. So meet with Jesus regularly. The, The second thing is get connected. Get connected, because I want to tell you, you cannot do this alone. Friends, it's very practical. It's very simple. But you cannot do this alone. I cannot do this alone. We will not walk into the fullness of our calling God without one another. God has not designed it that way. And uh, I love the church. I do. I, I, I love the local church. Um, But this is our story of connectedness. Why I'm standing on this platform today, it's because I'm such a good orator, and I'm so good looking now, anyway. But friends, it's because we loved the local church. We got connected, we got plugged in, we got rooted, we served. God did work in our lives. We connected with this team. This is what will help us, all of us, to go forward. And uh, so I want to encourage you to develop relationships. Develop relationships in your local church. Develop relationships with your leaders. Develop relationships with, this, uh, with the NCMR team. Iron sharpens iron. I want to encourage you to push into your leaders and push into the team. My, my wife got very embarrassed with me at times. We used to go to what we used to call LTTs or leadership training times in Bloemfontein. There were like a few thousand people. And generally the NCMI team sat in front, close to the stage. And at the tea break, I, I would, we would sit up, up somewhere. And at the tea break, I would say, come, let, let's go down and speak to these people. And she would say, no, man, they, we, we know. And who wants to speak to us? And I said, no, come, let's go. And it was so awkward because we didn't know them, but I wanted to push into them. And it wasn't selfish ambition. I just recognized they have something I want. I was like, I was attracted. I want to walk into everything God has. So we, we went to a guy one day, and we didn't know what to say. I said, hey, Peter. And he said, hello. And we stood there for a few seconds <laughs> in silence. And then I said the most stupid thing. I said, Peter, what, what has God got planned for you? It's like, who am I to ask him that? <laughs> and we walked away, Vanessa said, are you insane? <laughs> and, but you know what it did? He said it, it created a relationship. And every time we saw Peter again, I never asked him that question again. <laughs> But he knew me, and I knew him, and he would ask me, how are you doing? When we planted the church in Paris, he came and visited us, and he breathed life into us, 
and he made curry at our house. Friends, this is relationship. Without this team, I don't know that we would have survived in Paris. You know what? At some point, we were told, after three years of church planting, we were told, look, it's not working. We had about 10 people in our church. And we were told, it's not working. You're not a pioneer. You're just a good guy on team. I think you should close down and come back to wherever you came from. And, uh, and when I heard that, I said to Vanessa, no, man, this is not God. This is not God. After two weeks, every time I went to sleep, the words just kept coming. After two weeks, I was a wreck. I lost all courage. And at the same time, Vanessa kept reading Isaiah. She kept reading Isaiah 54, stretch out your ten pegs and sing, O barren woman. And she kept sending me the scriptures. And I said, well, that's great, but I, I feel empty. I feel completely discouraged. So, but we f I felt like those scriptures were right. But I said to Vanessa, what if we are wrong? What if we are deluded? So we phoned Tyron, and we said to Tyron, look, this is what's been said, and this is what we feel. And we phoned another another team guy as well, and we, we submitted to them, and we said, what do you think? And, and they said to us, you should not close down. You should continue. What you are hearing is right. You know what courage it brings? So I'm so grateful for this team, friends. Really, we cannot walk into the call of God alone. We're not supposed to. And at the end of the day, Jesus gets the glory. But you know what that other team guy, he said to me, it, I think I phoned him on a Tuesday or Wednesday. He said, if you want, I'll send one of my elders and he can be with you by Friday. Just from South Africa. I will put my elder on a plane and he'll just come and encourage you. He said, would you like that? I said, no, it's, yeah. Thank you very much. But three weeks later, he came over. And he said, okay, let's, let's think a little bigger. What about moving out your home and, and finding a venue? From being told to close down, we signed a lease for our first venue for which we did not have money. And within a week after that, God provided half a year's rent and signed equipment and everything. We walk on water, you see God's power. I'm running out of time. But the third thing is learn to follow. Learn to follow. So spend time with Jesus. Get connected. Learn to follow. If you don't know how to follow, you're not qualified to lead. Because leadership in the church is all about following Jesus. He's still the head of a church. He's still our leader. Learn to follow. If we cannot serve another person's vision, we will never serve the vision of Christ. Wonderful.
So spend time with Jesus, get connected, learn to follow. The fourth thing is serve. Faithfulness is developed in service. And uh, we faithful with a little, God begins to add a little more. Sometimes God gives us a big dream, a light to our path. And we think, wow, we want to plant churches and we want to do this. But he calls us little by little because he's a gracious father and he doesn't want to throw us into the deep end of the pool. He takes us to the first step and he says, come, come a little bit closer and we get courage. Come a little bit closer and, and soon we, we, we're diving in. But friends, we have to learn to serve in the little things. And when we make mistakes, because you will make mistakes, often in our church planting story on a Sunday, I, I thought to myself, wow, God wanted to do great things, but I keep messing it up. So what do we do with our mistakes? We learn from them, we hand them to Jesus, and then we continue. So as you serve, friends, you're going to make mistakes. And God is able to redeem our mistakes. And lastly, study. Study. Paul says to Timothy, study to make yourself approved. Friends, our roots need to go deep into the truths of God to sustain what God wants to do through us. We will not walk into all that God has for us unless we are firmly rooted in, the, in His Word and in His truth. And uh, we need to move from emotional Christianity to one that is deeply rooted and not able to be moved by circumstances, by emotions, by what people say, but firmly rooted on the truths of God. So can I encourage you to study? It brings incredible stability to our lives. And speak, speak to your pastors about that and say, help me. What must I study? What must I do? Okay, we're going to close. So that's it. Good luck to you. But friends, spend time with Jesus. Get connected. Follow. Learn to follow. Learn to lay down your rights and your, your ideas and your ambitions. Learn to follow another man's vision. Serve faithfully. And study.